You belong in the circle. You belong. You belong. You belong in the circle. You belong. You belong. Not above, not below. In the circle, you belong. You were born in the circle. You belong. You belong. You were born in the circle. You belong. You belong. Not above, not below. In the circle, you belong. All of life is a circle. You belong, you belong. All of life is a circle. You belong, you belong. Not above, not below. In the circle, you belong. There is love in the circle. We belong, we belong. We have peace in the circle. We belong, we belong. Not above, not below. In the circle, we belong. Not above, not below. In the circle, we belong. That was Alexa Dawson with the circle song. Yay! Uh, we have a special guest today, of course. Uh, Sam and I, we got Alexa Dawson. So, welcome to a home and own con. Miigwech for being here. We appreciate you guys being here listening with us. Uh, let's get on with the show. This is going to be a very special show, show uh, today. We're going to do things a little bit different. I'm gonna, uh, the opening song, of course, was by Alexa Dawson. And we are going to go, and we're going to end with a song by Alexa Dawson. And in the middle, it's going to be an interview with Sam and Alexa. It's a great interview. Stick around and listen to it. I'm going to tell a short story about the Wintermaker. And like I said, this is an hour special today since we didn't do two shows this week. So we just did one big one. So hope you enjoy. You know, I was talking to Sam a few minutes ago, and we are talking about the snow that's supposed to happen this weekend, and what a proper and appropriate time to talk about the Wintermaker, right? So the Wintermaker is uh, basically Orion. You can see him in the sky. He's got a barrel-shaped body, a sash, short legs, and he also has long arms because of his uh, icy grip that he has over us, right? So, uh, you know, he's a very important old seasonal marker. He rises early. And earlier in the night sky, you know, it's a good way to tell when it's time to hunt. So, um, we are going to go to win the Wintermaker in Nanabozo, right? 
So the winter maker he went leave Nanobozo's land. Sick and tired of the cold and snow, Nanobozo decided the only way to get rid of the winter maker was to trick him with his trickery, right? So the women in Nanobozo's household roasted waterfowl and coals and prepared thick stews and clay pots and set out smoked fish. I'm talking about salmon, tuna, yellowtail. I mean, it looked like a sushi bar, right? But it's, oh, it's making me hungry right now, actually. So the winter maker, he accepted Nanobozo's invitation to the feast and he came in like a blizzard, right? He blew through the door of the lodge, blew it wide open, and everybody sat there and he almost blew out the fire. He came in so hard. So he sat down and ate some of that sushi, as I'm going to call it. But he ate some of that fish. And Nanobozo said, hey, wouldn't you want some wild rice and dried cranberries to go with this, with the smoked sturgeon and everything? And that was just the start for the flattery and trickery by Nanobozo because he got the winter maker to eat so much that he sweat. And when he sweated, I think he added some jalapenos in there too, if you ask me. But So he started to sweat. And when he did, he threw off so much heat that the snow began to melt. It was then that the winter maker realized he'd been tricked and he ran out of the lodge running towards the north. He goes, don't forget, I'll be back. And sure enough, the winter maker comes back from the north every year. Uh, this will be, like I said, a special show. I'm going to go ahead and turn over now. After this uh, quick this quick link, we'll go straight to uh, Sam and Alexa. And if you want to, uh, if our listeners want to support the uh, mission, I guess, of Sam and myself, uh, feel free to go to our webpage. It's anchor.fm backslash M-N-O dash N-I-K-A-N. You can find us on uh, on Spotify or whatever to help support us. Just go to our webpage, click support, and a couple options will pop up, you know. It's amazing how far 99 cents will go to two guys like us, right? So, um, hopefully right now we're actually trying to get money, do some traveling, because I really want to go up north and, um, you know, really get some good stuff going. So, uh, thank you in advance, Miigwech. All right, back to the show. Thank you for doing this, Alexa. Yeah, Miigwech right. for having me. All right, here I go in a little blank spot. Well, we're really grateful to have you uh, in the recording studio because uh, you and I go back a little ways and we can talk about a lot of different things. And so I I really do appreciate you being here. Uh, Would you like to do any kind of introduction for Um, us? Well, yeah, just say bojo. I mean, like I said, I'm all... um, and uh sam you were there for my naming that day and that's part part of the way that we go back um i am a musician and a mother and homeschool teacher and a hobby gardener um although i want to be more into food production as i walk forward um and yeah i do live live music and also recordings video things like that and um got an album out last year music is medicine yeah that music is medicine album i was really impressed with that uh i'm glad you got that album out there is that 
is that the first album that you're on out there? No, that's the first time that I did a solo project. Um, but prior to that, I had recorded on two albums with the Skirts. Uh, that's who we were called at the time, The Skirts, Many um, Moons and Mother. And both those albums are thick with, you know, Potawatomi story and history. And um, yeah, so I, I, I got to do the two albums with the bands and then uh, that old Justin Neely, he posted a link on our CPN group page from First Peoples Fund uh, about their grants. And because of that, I saw that, read about it. And it was really in line with what I was wanting to do, like the next step of my career to be a solo musician and to really integrate who I am as Anishinaabe Kwe um, into my music and um not kind of separate myself out into these two worlds anymore. So first people fund did help me with that grant and yeah, got to record the album. So I'm really grateful for, uh, for all of the, the steps that came one after the other to make that happen. That's good. I, I know, I noticed you did a good, you, you know, you do sound like you're really appreciative of it and you do mention everything that kind of happened along the way. It's always good to pay attention to those steps along the way uh and it's good i'm glad you're you know i'm glad you got your music uh your goal there to start accomplished and i'm glad you're getting your message out there uh, mm. uh like at, with your music is medicine album um and you've had a you've had a couple of new songs come out since then haven't you well um i've had a couple albums come out it, this year, uh, I'm in another group called Haleon, and over the past couple of years, we've been traveling. We're, we're seven or eight pieces, depending on the day, and we're spread out from Lawrence, Kansas, all the way to Taos, New Mexico. And so uh, a couple times a year, we had been going out to Taos and recording at Moonflower Sounds, which is the same studio that I recorded Music as Medicine at, and my friend there, Peter Oviet, is a part of Haleon, the band. Um, so Haley came out with two albums this year and then, um, we just recorded last weekend, uh, a single that'll be coming out in January, 2021. Not sure the release date on that yet. So yeah, I've been, I have been able to put some music out, but uh, most of that was because of the Haley work, um, that we did over the past few years, we had acquired, you know, enough music to put out. Uh, we've got another one coming out soon. I don't know when that'll be, maybe in uh, early spring. So um, we had right. enough already done before pre-COVID to uh, record three albums and we were working on a fourth. Wow, that's great. That's great. That that really, that knocks out one of my questions, which was your 2021 goals. So you've got a lot of stuff already <laughs> recorded in it, and, and you're just putting it together? Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yes. And so one of the 2021 goals is definitely, I I, I have sort of a, a budding record company called turns out records that I really need to uh, get some partnership with because it's, it's um, just, you know, the, that whole process of releasing the music right. and um, getting it out on different platforms and getting physical copies and just, you know, doing the promotion for it and all of that. And I haven't really come out um, as a label um, to offer, you know, anything else, but, 
just because I'm busy enough with what we kind of have going on. Now, Music as Medicine was released through Lost Cowgirl Records, friends of mine up in mm-hmm. uh, around Kansas City. So anyway, um, yeah, mm-hmm. 2021 goals are definitely releasing more music. And then also I'm, I'm looking uh, for a little bit of of land or or something a place to rent or a place to buy that i i would really like to have a land-based uh indigenous education center there's no there's really nowhere around here that's dedicated to indigenous agriculture for instance i understand and we have a lot of agriculture around us and i'd like for there to be a place for uh for our for our ways to be practiced here so that's what i'd like to do in 2021 too I like that goal, Alexa. I like that goal a lot. Um, I might, I might have to tell you some ideas for that goal, and uh, I would love to hear your ideas. Yeah, I'd like, work, I'd like to work on that with you. That that one of the things that I was wanting to do here uh, was to put up uh, a, a type of uh, structure system, and then I was wanting to put like a dog sanctuary. But I, around that, I wanted to build a garden. And of course, be oh, able yeah. to have uh, an area like you're talking about, uh, more secluded, um, off to the side. But it's 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 hard to get uh, it's hard to get people interested. But uh, maybe maybe yeah. put them all together, you know. Uh, put put the. I think that there's together. growing interest. I think there um, is too. I think we're yeah. we're a lot. You know, to get off topic, way off topic, and but uh, I think we're distracted by a lot of things right now, and uh, some of the some of the things are good distractions, and some of them are bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that's that's why I like that I like that you're into the music. I feel that uh, I feel there's a power in music that can carry us in, in our in our mindsets to do better things just like it can be done you know to do worse things but mm-hmm. uh a lot of times i feel like that musicians are a little more tapped into this because they spend more time um you know feeling that music mm. anyway sorry sorry i get a little out there yeah. I mean, that's not really off topic. I mean, that, because part of my struggle with uh, with picturing, you know, my my Mano Bamatlin, you know, like my good life. How am I gonna How am I gonna tend my fire the best way? Um, it really does involve music, you know, in right along with all of these other things. And um, as I talk to my, you know, our relatives, not just in, in CPN, but, um, you know, all, all over Turtle Island, um, you know, they're very affirming that in their traditions also that these kinds of things, you know, like we don't really have a word for music in Potawatomi. We, we say good sounds or like sounds that are pleasing or whatever, but it's not like a noun that right. uh, would have been talked about a whole lot. And I think it's because in the same, in the same, um, I got a friend, Keith, Braveheart that had a project that says there's no Lakota word for art because of that same right. concept because art is such a um, a part of our food production of our life of our 
storytelling, everything was art um, in a way or in a way that's in contrast, I guess, to the way that we look at things today where we have to, you know, our art even has to fit into the, that capitalistic model and it has to be totally separate um, from like anything else that we're doing. And I'm, I'm just trying to push against that and be a little rebellious, you know, and say, well, what if I want to do music and I want to have a farm? Hey guys, we're going to take a quick sponsor break, then we'll get right back to Sam and Alexa. Hope everyone's enjoying. Our, you know, we got an important role to play, and we do we do think about things a little bit differently, and I think that lends itself well to like a more whole cultural uh, function in society, you know, where it's not just music that I'm playing, but I'm helping with, you know, feeding people and... Um, Right, you're establishing community. Right, right, uh, right. There, there's, uh, you know, people, you know, uh, people make fun of us, uh, memers and things out there. But there's a lot of good memes, and and a lot of them actually do kind of speak to people. But there's one that that's memes uh, speak to me, man. <laughs> memes speak. They're like they're an ancient language. I'm telling you, that's an yeah. ancient language of memes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there's one that's uh, got a guy drumming, and it says, you know, drums uh, were a way to pull people into the circle. And in all cultures, everywhere, the drum was used, you know, and and whenever you get uh, when you get around the drum, it, it's got that resonance to it, that steady resonance, and it does a great job of pulling everybody into uh more of a communal aspect and working together it's uh mm-hmm. whether it's intended or not it does it does have that effect on everybody and i think that it's good I, I've, yeah uh, it's like a language in and of itself you know that that humans know how to speak is rhythm you know right and it, there's uh i don't i'm not trying i notice these things in other people's music uh, and I, I know you've heard the song from Redbone, Come and Get Your Love. Oh, yeah. Everybody right. loves that song. It's a great, how you cannot listen to that song without being in a better mood by the time it's over. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a great song. Well, next time, and next time you go back, I hate to science it up to you, but next time you hear that song, Notice from the beginning how it has that that intro beat to it, and then it has this steady rhythm, the same steady rhythm that you're going to mm-hmm. hear in a lot of traditional songs, and and it just it's it pulls you into that resonance, and then you feel good along with them. You, it's mm-hmm. anyway, it's it's magical. I think. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, music but, is magical. It's and, medicine. And so. Like one one of the questions for your music that I had to ask uh, for you was uh, kind of goes along those lines because uh, of amphitheater and quality and quality. I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> what what's your do you have any favorite venues that you like to play that you know leave you feeling better than others? Oh sure, I think one good thing about 2020 was that in in 2019 I was so busy. Um, I was really hustling and uh, just saying yes to like any gig that would 
you know, would pay me to show up. Um, even better if I got some food and beer or whatever while I was there, you know, but I was going all over the place. And some of those places I ended up, I was like, man, was this really worth it? It was like, my, is my misery to money ratio really where I want it to be with this? And so, um, yes, I have some very favorite places that I like to play. And I mean, really, it all boils down to, uh, I mean, in some places there's historic atmosphere or whatever, but it really does all boil down to the community that shows up for the event, right? So right. we have a really tight-knit community in Kansas of independent musicians especially those in like the americana bluegrass folk genre and um you know I, as i said i'm sitting here with shannon across the table from me drinking tea and, uh, but yeah but so we i mean we've been uh the same place at the same time every year at winfield kansas and I, there's, this is going to sound like an exaggeration, but there's literally hundreds of people that I can say, hey, I know, I know you from Winfield, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know your name, but I know you from Winfield. I know you. Yeah. Right. Um, so it, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful community up here. So like when, when that community shows up to the gig, that's the best place. I mean, I, I've been thinking a lot about um, the last like one of the last gigs that that I got to play with the bands I had I had a couple of solo which solo means me Kelby and Melissa which is you know a great trio in and of itself but I got to play with um Skirts and Haleon in Lawrence Kansas um in February and it was on a weekend that Haleon was sort of having one of our little retreat things where we work on you know, rehearsing for, for different things. And so we had this amazing show and there, a lot of that audio is on YouTube. It was at Caw Valley public house in Lawrence and the house was packed. Well, it, which is great. I, I, like Caw Valley is great for this. There are places. I have, I've kind watched of, one of those videos. Those are good videos. Yeah. 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 It's great recording. and I've been listening to it and I don't know. I, I really do miss that. Um, there are several different like uh, brew pubs up here in Kansas that are good places that, you know, the crew always shows up. And those are the ones that I really, really enjoy the most. I, I'm a stage junkie. I, my, my grandma's uh, made me costumes and entered me in talent contests and stuff from the time that I was like five or six years old. I was in dance class and yeah. Yeah, my grand, my grannies did it. So I, I'm I'm a sucker for an audience. If you right. give me an audience, I'm gonna show up. The life sucking ones are the ones that like I'm playing to people who don't care, um, and they like they want me to cover, um, free bird. whatever. Yeah, yeah, free bird. Can you do free bird, Alexa? Sing no, that I don't do that. Now. Do it now. No. Uh, <laughs> No, I have friends in a band, or they're not together anymore. There was this band called Herringbone that Riley Day was in. But if we were at some little club in Salina, Kansas, and somebody yelled Freebird, and they started playing it. And I tell you, they, actually they slayed it. it, too. It was ridiculous. The whole place went like the roof blew off. That's great. Yeah, I, I guess everybody wants to do that every now and then. 
So yeah, I it just it's hard to play. Uh, well, and it's hard to play to a camera, you know, which is what I've been doing a lot of this year, and seeing little bubbles across the top of the screen saying, "I know those are my friends. I know they love me." Yeah. And just you know, talking myself into it, and um, it's I'm getting more. Uh, well, I'm getting less um, uncomfortable about it. I guess. I could have said I'm getting more comfortable with it. Um, Yeah, it's just slow, slow to like get used to that feeling of just having to know that the audience is out there, even though you can't see them. I understand. (laughs) Yeah, you don't you don't know if it's five people or five thousand or even more. Uh, Yeah. Well, uh, you check comments and, and you're trying to like make it create that feel of all being in the room together. But it's pretty difficult. Um, so I do have, yeah, I have a bunch of videos up from this year, but I'm looking forward to a real audience. That's my favorite. Right. (laughs) The live live shows. I I saw you, I I saw you were offering, uh, um, like concerts for the holidays. Sure. Or whenever, to be honest, like. Uh, this is would just be like a you know a Zoom call. I could play you a song or two, or I could play for forty five minutes, whatever, whatever you need. Um, tell singing telegrams. Oh, that's right. That's right. I can do do anything. Uh, I'm a working musician, right? Which means right now I'm trying to be a working musician. Yeah. So give me a job to do. I'll do it. You'll do it, and you'll sing. I, you know, th- those those are the kind of people I'd rather work with is the people that sing while they work. Uh, sure. I'll see if I can drum you up something. It's not going to pay very well, but. Uh, okay. You, know, you can. Sing. I'm used to that. Okay. As long as you're used to it. Uh, then, well, I'm, I'll get you down here and cut you cutting some boards. Uh, All right. Well, okay. Now, uh, the, the another music question that I have for you, I, I already what all instruments do you play? Well, I play guitar, uh, and then I also do play mandolin. mandolin so when okay. I'm playing it with Haley, I'm playing a mandolin on, on that. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Uh, I know guitar better, but mandolin is fun. Um, so Haley is so much fun for me because, um, first of all, Mike Helvey is like a father figure to me. He's been writing songs for 50 years. And the primary purpose of this group is just to kind of like bring these songs that he's written to life. And they're, they're just okay. great. They're really beautiful stuff. And all the other musicians on, on the album, I mean, we have some like really, really high quality bluegrass musicians on this album. And so, or in this, in this group. So here's me on a mandolin that I just learned to play and I get to try and keep up with them in the recording sessions. And I usually do. Um, sometimes I don't, but they're also like, they're, they're all so good. And they're uh, through the process. They've always been so uh, encouraging and, you know, we'll take a moment to say, Lexi, that was really great on that tape, you know, <laughs> to me. And it, they're just so sweet That's that nice. um, it makes it a lot of fun for me. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, yeah, it's always it's always good to have like 
good mentors, you know, and, and they sound like good all the way around. They're talented and they're considered yeah. their students. Uh, that's mm-hmm. yeah. Mentors matter. Now it's just like sure. whenever, like the video that I watched of uh, Haley on uh, one of the things that, you know, stood out to me was like everybody in the room had an instrument or, or were playing mm-hmm. something is that's the way I recall mm-hmm. it. And I always get the feeling, wouldn't it be great if everybody had an instrument that they could speak through in this mm-hmm. language of music? And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that I think that that would be uh, one of the better uses of our tax funds is instead of putting people through all these different programs, trying to get them to fit in here or there, you just sent the music man, you know, from that musical, just sent him around, you know, and said, everybody sure. here, this is what you're going to play. Now figure it out. And then, right. uh, and then that just joined yeah. together with the band, you know, uh, because right. a lot of times people put themselves in the position they're in because of what they said, the way they communicate. And uh, mm-hmm. at least if we could all come back to music, that that's that's kind of the impression I've always had of Winfield, Kansas, is that maybe that's why the music there is so good is because everybody sort of agrees that uh, they're going to put put those things aside for the music. You know, they'll talk about it, but they recognize that the music is more important. And uh, sure, yeah, that it is a culture there um that's that is really music first and um yeah there there are a lot of uh so hey what i'm trying to say is paleon is really like a kind of like a tiny slice of that because that when you're listening to paleon to me i'm listening to winfield because brandon and rachel have come over from no bad mama's camp and you know Brody's over from his camp and Bailey and me and uh, Peter and Mike we all camp together and so we we camp down in in the Camp Intensity Camp Bodia mm-hmm. okay. and um, we so anyway everybody's over you know it's it's the middle of the night or the middle of the afternoon it doesn't matter um, and it's just that's the feeling is that everybody's got an instrument or you know Everybody has a purpose, and you're there to be together and to enjoy the music, and you know, maybe to learn, maybe not, but the basis is have a good time and be together. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. It really is like a bu- like a bubble pe- that people protect pretty fiercely. Like I'm at Winfield. This is my time to have a good time, right? And yeah. I'm not letting any like no, drama. no yeah, no. Yeah, we don't need the conflict right now because this is what it's about. If if a scene goes bad, just leave because it's like such we a huge, pla- a huge place. To, as a group, yeah, we will shut down drama. Oh and sure, them out. Well, yeah, they, yeah, we don't tolerate. It needs to just be, I don't know, make it bigger. If y'all got fences around Winfield? <laughs> just take those fences down and make it bigger. <laughs> we do. Well, need, there's a river. We need more like there's that a river. here. <laughs> So there is a river. One thing you mentioned a while back was uh, was the First Peoples Fund. I think I'm saying mm-hmm. that. Now that First yes. Peoples Fund, I, I, I recall how how you got into it. Uh, uh, Mr. Neely posted something there, 
And, mm-hmm. uh, and how has that experience been for you? Oh gosh. I'm really glad that you asked because I have met. Okay. First people's fund, uh, you know, in, in really great ways. Um, and, uh, along with like just the money that was like, here you go, here's the money that you need for your project, which was huge. I mean, enormous. Um, they also flew me out to Phoenix, Arizona, and I got to meet the other fellows um, for that year, as well as some of the, the, they also have a culture, cultural capital fund which is only for people who are just teaching and just giving their cultural knowledge back to the community so it's like a stipend for them basically to continue to do that work so anyway the whole class of um of 2019 was all together out in phoenix and i met other musicians um of all different genres uh, other visual artists and cultural keepers um and all those i mean i met i had i made some relationships that are some of my closest relationships today and have been some of my biggest support through this crazy year so um and then we were also able to go to national performance network because of uh first people's fund and i got to be back with those musicians um who I've been staying in touch with and like we, we worked on a collaboration when we were out there that's not out yet. I'm hoping I will be able to get that done soon with my recording equipment upgrades. But, um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm collaborating and still um, communicating on a fairly regular basis with people that I met through, through first people's fund. And it has been a huge benefit to um just you know knowing who i am and where i stand and that there are that i'm not the only person out there trying to do this thing where i am uh you know i'm serious about my culture being important to me and i want my art to reflect that and um, sometimes that kind of puts me in a niche or whatever but 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 most of the time it doesn't and and i also know that there's these other folks out there um who I just love, like I've just gotten to love them so much and they're, they're doing the same thing and they're doing it for their people and for their culture. So yeah, it's been awesome. Anybody who does needs to know about them because they also do, excuse me, pardon me. They also do um, business leadership trainings or yeah, some kind of, uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but I did one with them and um through CPN, I feel like. So Felicia Freeman has uh, worked with them and she's one of our gals and Shawnee. But anyway, um, yeah, great organization in my mind. It's, it's been really, really good to work with. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, and, and so that did, that kind of got you out on the road a little more. Yeah. So I have been kind of always playing gigs around um, Kansas since I moved here in 2005 um off and on in between like you know raising kids and things like that and then just really started to to take it seriously starting in 2019 as a solo venture um and so I did start playing a lot more gigs that year um you know having other friends in the business you kind of know the circuit you know like the places that 
are good right. to play. And so that's when I really started just booking, booking, booking. And I was busy every, oh gosh, when I look back on my calendar from last year, I realized how badly I needed this crazy year to just sit at home because I really crammed a lot into last year. I was traveling all the time and um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, but it was like, uh, you know, a taste of it and a taste of this year makes me know I want more balance in my schedule. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, I was playing, playing maybe a little too much. And, you know, I was getting run down a little bit just in the body. Even, even if you love what you're doing, travel is stress yes you know it doesn't it doesn't matter even if you're it's the best trip of your life or, or you know or if nothing bad happens it doesn't matter travel is stress if you're on the road and you might be eating weird foods or whatever I mean I'm really into you know trying to trying to eat foods that look like the way they looked when the mother produced them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um anyway just like a physically just you know eating junky food and not getting enough rest all the time and uh being in the car a lot you know it just wears yeah. you down it does so, it does it I, I can't imagine that that's why i was suggesting that willie nelson just pick me up he drives by here i live so close to i-35 and if, if he just picked me up i'd be happy to go with him i feel like we can do a lot of good things to save the farm and and uh <laughs> I'm just uh, I he I've, I've you put, should put this out there this for the last few years. I I've, yeah. I made him a cedar box. I I, ha, he ha, I have this cedar box for him. And he, and if he doesn't want me to ride with him, he can still pick it up. But, no, uh, yeah, you should totally come get it. He would get it from you if he only knew. You I know. I, I feel like it's just a matter of him 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 like uh, knowing it and then mm-hmm. figuring out that it's only like a, a twelve second or 12 minute detour from where he's already going to be. Yeah. Right. The so, other day, just the other day when we were going back and forth about this on, on that Facebook video that I shared or the YouTube video that I shared on Facebook. Um, when I went back to YouTube, just to look at the, you know, keep watching the video, it popped up underneath, you know, how it does sometimes where it's like, Oh yeah, selling tickets now. He's, he's like, <laughs> I'm like, nobody's freaking working, but Willie Nelson, he's got gigs. God. Right, right. Willie has, Willie's got things to do. bad. Traveling, I mean, <laughs> staying staying in your bus is just as good a place to be. Uh, yeah. You know, like or, or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he stays in Maui a lot. I, if I had a place in Maui, I would be like, you know what? I don't need to go anywhere. Yeah, I'm fine. I'd be tempted. You know, like, the, if there's a corner bar, I'd start going there. Yeah, you know, one one of my one of my dream jobs is it's not really a job, but I just want to be the guy that sits at the end of the bar at places in Maui that gives like young couples <laughs> wedding advice. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's where I that's where I'd really like to be someday. I think it's just I, a matter of getting out there. Uh, I and feel that I could be shirt, effective, you know? effective at that calling about just like trying to talk pe- kids out of getting married in Maui. You know, just being well, like, don't. Yeah. My advice to you is don't do it. Have you yeah, thought about see, that? Uh, by the end, by the time they get there, you got to go to Las Vegas yeah. to talk them out of it. You got to get to Maui. Oh, they're already married by the time they get there. That's true. And yeah. uh, maybe I could adapt a message that they really need to hear starting out, you know, that, that you know, well, look, you've made a huge mistake and, and you're going to regret <laughs> it, you know, but. 
then build up from there. That's you know, the like, yeah. I don't. I don't. I just don't think that that's going to be the. That's not going to be what makes me a famous end of the bar guy. No. You know, wow. yeah. yeah, that's not going to work. Well, you can uh, try. it's worth a shot. It is totally worth a shot. Uh, I think all the great movies I could have contributed something better than that guy did. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we got it. We got out of hand here. Um, okay. to, to rein this kind of back in, what, another thing I, I want I want you to talk about is are these indigenous food summits? Uh, you sent oh, me yeah. a link the other day, and, and the link for this was www.indianag.org, and it had an immense amount of topics that. I find mm-hmm. interesting, and I, I feel like those topics and several others that other people might find interesting were on that. And and whenever you and I were talking, it was uh, you sent this link, and you were discussing these indigenous food summits. And so mm-hmm. I, I felt like this, the, these were in there as well. And so along with your, uh, you know, like you said, you were you, one of your hobbies was gardening, but obviously one of your passions is uh, creating communities that have uh, native medicines, native plants, and more of like that type of atmosphere to bring that culture back uh, as best you can. And mm-hmm. so, like these indigenous food summits, um, what, what, like, so the information that you're getting there is it helping? Is it helping you? share that that goal or sure um yeah in in 2019 uh when i was writing the album i knew that you know travel and food were going to be a part of a part of the story um and i think it was late late 2018 actually when this kind of got when this idea got started um, and I can't remember if I had been awarded the fellowship or if I was just hoping to, because once I made my plan and, and wrote everything out for the application, um, for the grant, I knew that I had to do it, whether I got the money or not, you know, it was right. kind of one of those things that was like, this is the next step. So hopefully I get this money so I can pay for it. But, and I did, and that was good. But, um, I, I started out um finding out about a food summit in Taos well I, I told you as I said before we record out there and so I'm familiar with it I had a place to stay and uh my friend Debbie and I went out um and did the the Southwest food summit that was through the intertribal ag is it coalition anyway the IAC and several other organizations you know came together to put, put on this food summit and it was incredible. Um, the 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 pueblo there in Taos, the Tewa Pueblo, um, they donated like I think it was three bison for this food summit. And so there was just like wow, lots of food um, because the indigenous chefs that had all come together to like you know create these dishes and to talk about how to cook with our with our indigenous ingredients and with indigenous spices and herbs and things like that. Um, We're cooking all of this, you know, all of these ingredients, a lot of Southwest stuff, like 
um, different cactus foods and melons and squash, corn, beans, of course. Um, and so all the foods were uh, completely indigenous ingredients. Um, and then there were speakers on every topic. There was uh, speakers about, you know, how a group of people there at the Pueblo who were suffering with diabetes and um, high you know, blood pressure and heart problems and things like that all switched to a completely indigenous diet and were able to like document what great strides they'd made in their health just by eating indigenous foods. And so that's kind of like the spirit of like why I, I'm, I'm so into it. I mean, for one thing, it's a health thing, but for another thing, you know, then there are other speakers like um, this woman named Henrietta um, who talked to us about all of the foods that were on that mountain and about how they found them and the stories that went along with them. And it made me understand a little bit better just how connected, you know, we are intended to be with our food. And yeah. of course, I don't have to tell you that we're not anymore. And um, I, I, I am new to this. Um, I was able to then attend um, the food summit up at Pokagon. And, and that one was a lot more, you know, geared towards the Northeast, of course, and like right. towards not the traditional foods. Lots of wild rice, beaver, um, geese. Uh, we did have a, a buffalo and an elk um, that I got to help to do the, you know, the processing to help take that animal apart and to be there for like the ceremonies and everything that they, um, right. and, and, and the use of every single part. And that was just really, really incredible as well. My daughter and I uh, drove up there in the van and stayed up there for, it was almost a week. Um, we stayed up there and, and had a really great time. That was, um, that one was organized mostly by Kevin Finney and Rachel Austin and that group, the muckuckers from up there. Okay. And they, um, they are of course, you know, a lot of fun to hang out with and they're very knowledgeable and, um, they brought in so many indigenous chefs and indigenous teachers. Our own Robin Walkimmerer was there and mm -hmm. gave a talk and we went on a plant walk with her and Mary Moose and um, had my mind blown by Mary Moose telling stories, which by the way, she does on Wednesday nights now, I think on zoom anyway. So just really, really, really um, so much goes along with our food. It's not just food. It's not just what we're eating, but it's how we got it and it's where it came from and it's who else is eating it. And um, it's mindfulness about that, you know, yeah, it's that food in the food web it's this it's the circle of life it's kind of the cycle of life and who you share it with and recognition of it at each step it's uh it, it does it has a powerful effect on the on the mind and how we think and uh, mm -hmm. it, it's a it's a very quick aid i think to switching our mindsets from thinking American to thinking Potawatomi. It's a, yeah. to me, the quickest way to do that is to be in, to, in contact with our, with our, those elements like the maple and the rice and berries and, you know, just like being up at, um, I also got to go, gosh, I, I got to do a lot of traveling. I got to go to Wasuxing, um, territory, Potawatomi nation, uh, by Perry Sound, Ontario. And, you know, up there, there's where we use canoes to get in between these, you know, beautiful, tall 
islands of rock and trees and you know it, it just really really beautiful country and the berries are like little these little blueberries just growing out of the rock cliffs on the side of these islands and um I mean how magical is that like growing up in Oklahoma where you got stickers and um, <laughs> uh you know lots of Eastern red cedars you know like it's just hard to it really is hard to uh, imagine like how to how our our ancestors must have felt very little like insecurity just because you know the earth really provides if if we're if we know what we're looking for and if we have those relationships if we know if we know our surroundings and and uh have a chance to kind of become one with them and it it is it is something that I, i do hope that one of the changes we're going to see uh here in america is that the native voice is going to be not just heard but actually listened to and incorporated in a lot of the things that things that we teach across the board whether there's you know a reservation in that state or not Mm-hmm. there are things that need to be done. You can see all the way over in California with the fires um, mm-hmm. out there in the desert with mismanagement of land. And mm-hmm. it's, you can see it all the way across the board. And it's something that if we don't address it now, then I mean, I don't think that we have another chance. Uh, Mm-hmm. to address it I, I i do love that about the food community just because like i mean of course it's the community that i'm a part of but it it just encompasses all of this that you're talking about you know like yeah. when we're talking to our relatives from south of the border like we're talking to them about their their issues and their their ecological struggles and um and i feel like when you're when you're able to speak on your issues from your territory to people who understand because they've got challenges in their territories. And we all kind of share that one common goal that there's something real great about, you know, being heard by those peers that are also struggling with different issues. And I I think there's just something that's, uh, you know, edifying or encouraging about being able to gather together and share about your home territory and then go back to those home territories, like remembering what makes us distinct from our neighbors, um, even just that greater sense of identity that we get just, you know, having a knowledge of how we are connected to the land and the relationship with the land is a primary relationship, you know. Totally agree. Couldn't agree more with you on that. Well, Alexa, I appreciate you discussing these topics with us today and I look forward to having you back on the show so that we can discuss these topics more and maybe go into more detail or have some other, you know, whatever else is new going on in your life. Um, yeah. And uh, I like listening to y'all. Well, we're, we're just getting started and, uh, I think Josh has a pleasing voice. And so I've been real pleased with it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, he does a lot of great, uh, great things on here, and I probably need to step up my own contribution and uh, <laughs> and do more. Um, 
And now Alexa Dawson with Glad We Came. Chimigwetch to Alexa Dawson for that fun interview. And, and if you want to, uh, if our listeners want to support the uh, mission, I guess, of Sam and myself, uh, feel free to go to our webpage. It's anchor.fm backslash M-N-O dash N-I-K-A-N. You can find us on, uh, on Spotify or whatever to help support us. Just go to our webpage, click support. And a couple options will pop up, you know. It's amazing how far 99 cents will go to two guys like us, right? So, um, hopefully right now we're actually trying to get money, do some traveling, because I really want to go up north and, um, you know, really get some good stuff going. So, uh, thank you in advance, Miigwech.
All right, back to the show. So about a year ago, I realized that I had been trapping myself within a certain opinion of thought that was not my own. No one else within this thought opinion really knew how to explain anything to me that didn't make an excuse for this feel or that feel. And newsflash, my feelings had become pretty charred or frozen playing within this thought pattern all my life. I realized I also had a cell phone addiction, a rampant one. I decided to use my cell phone for research and quickly found a world dependent on me paying fees if I used the cell phone for research. I did my best to find a fair deal on this make-believe substance we call data. It's just the info someone else has provided freely and set out to do some looking around the world. Well, the Bible says that he who knows the past controls the future. And trust me, I don't want control over you or the you. I'm just trying to get control over the me. But the past goes back, way back there. Uh, get done with one history and you realize another group set that history up. So it goes way back. So when I got there, it was apparent I was not the first one there. There, I found all sorts of strings tied to people's toes because the greedy are so desperate to pull puppet strings. I realized that those people were obsessed with possessing y'all, absolutely dependent on y'all too. I didn't and still don't want to be possessed, possessive, or dependent on any outside force. I mean, duh. So I got good and depressed about myself and the direction humanity is going. Looked for fairness in everything, talked to everybody I could, learned languages, learned sound frequency, learned history, tried music, tried non-duality, tried modern psychology, which I'll speak more on later. I even tried paying a medical student to do some medical research. A medical student to do medical research. That, uh, that's... What I realized was that the consideration I'm looking for will never come from outside of me, especially if I look for it outside of me. My guess is people feel put on the spot and know they are dependent on you if you pay them, or just unhelpful. It's got to be one of the two, though, or special circumstances, they'll say, but I don't want to put any one circumstance above another. Now this surely sounds bitchy or worthless to many of you, but I'm trying to speak to those who have felt this way. If you've ever felt this way and have validated yourself through both research and science and simply need someone to manifest the truth with, with please feel safe to reach out to me. I will look into your awareness as best I can and do what I can to be fair with you and either validate or disprove your thought. Not to judge you or be righter or lefter, but to be fair and maybe make communities who care about the world they leave behind. The rule is, you fill the tank up if you borrow the car. Not run it dry and then set it on fire. So please feel welcome to reach out to us through email and we'll look into your awareness and see what we can do to either straighten it out or get some clarity so that we can get it out there in a clearer way.